Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! like Optimus. Now, throw the switch and let us begin... Episode 160 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. This is Gord. How's it going, man? Oh man, it's it's going good. It is good to be here. It is good to be here. Well, you. What know, are we listening to, man? Well, we're actually listening to something special tonight. Uh, the band that we are announcing as our musical guest for the 2018 Comedy of Horrors Film Fest, Devilwood. We are totally thrilled. They're a band from Seattle. We're really excited to have them. They've got kind of a creepy vibe to their homegrown American rock. And on top of it, 
they're just great songwriting. So I really enjoy their work. I'm glad that we're going to be able to feature them at this year's fest. I hope that makes you want to buy tickets. Makes me want to. The tune that we played to open the show is called The Devil's Gonna Send You to Chicago. Hope you dig it. Oh, I dig it, man. I, I used to work in Chicago. I used to work in Chicago, but uh, I recently drove down to Tucson and back for Thanksgiving. And you know what I'm thankful for, Steve? What's that? I'm thankful that I don't have to commute to Tucson because that is a long ass drive. I'm also thankful that I don't live in Bakersfield because, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, or San Bernardino, which, <laughs> holy Christ, I don't know if you're familiar with that part of the world. But San Bernardino was a place which may or may not exist. I, it's impossible to say because you, you vaguely see the signs indicating that San Bernardino is nearby, but it's hard to see anything at all through that caustic brown cloud that they use for air down there. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, I live in the Golden State, and we have made huge strides towards becoming a bunch of hippies that don't pollute but there are places in this golden state where it is nasty, nasty, nasty in the air. And I drove through a couple of them. It is good to be back. It is good to be back in just outside of Sacramento where the crops grow and you can breathe once again. So I'm pretty psyched to be here doing this podcast with you. Uh, so I, I'm glad you're breathing, I guess. Yeah. I know you did some time in Los Angeles. Did you ever get out towards San Bernardino? Is it always like that? I believe I went to a Renaissance fair out there, and uh, it was fine. I got pie. <laughs> I hope figuratively and literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the day, and the pie woman is walking around selling. It's like a Sunday. They don't want to haul their pie back to Los Angeles, wherever they live. So oh, you God, can no. get cheap pies at the end of the day. and we Wait, a pie woman not only sold you pie but it was cheap yeah it was pie? inexpensive comparably it was a cheaper pie than you would buy say at the start of the renaissance fair day one pie very mm-hmm. very expensive but it's a it's a much more together unsoiled pie <laughs> yes yes i would end say of the renaissance ren fair it's probably more of a sloppy pie. i mean it's been sitting well no i i wouldn't say that but i say it has certainly been sitting outside all the, day so the pie has been out yeah, it's it's people buying cuts of pie. Not as fresh. No. But they were whole pies, so you didn't have to worry about them being cut. <laughs> oh. Is that the same as a pie hole? No, I'm not sure. Anyway, so yes, I've been to San Bernardino. The brown air was not my concern. So much as the okay. delicious pies. Maybe if I had much more of a pie centric <laughs> focus, I wouldn't have noticed it would have been the a air. Better either. Trip overall, yes. You should yeah. have had more pie involved. Although I wager there were some pies. This was a Thanksgiving trip, right? Indeed. Uh, God, you know what, though? Now that I think about it, no actual pie. No Cheesecake. pumpkin pie? No. No pumpkin pie. Pecan pie? Oh, dude, that's terrible. There I... may have been a pecan pie, but I don't eat pecan pie because that's Satan's own vomit. <laughs> that is not true. It's awful. Awful <laughs> stuff. And anyone that eats pecan pie is a child molester. The things that you don't like are so funny. I don't like gross stuff like that. Like a mayonnaise pie. Now, that would be delicious. <laughs> Wait, are we going back to the Ren Fair thing? <laughs> End of the day, mayonnaise pie is hell cheap. old sloppy mayonnaise pie. <laughs> it's, it's cheap because it's been out in the sun all day. Between the, the mayonnaise and the kippers that they line the bottom <laughs> of, you know how they, they you get like the uh, graham cracker crust? Well, this is a kipper crust. So that <laughs> kipper cracker crust? 
filled with mayonnaise. It's been sitting outside all day. Delicious. Oh, with just like some capers strewn across the top for decoration. <laughs> <laughs> we may have just created the most horrible dessert in all oh, of human yeah. history. Mm, this is one tasteful <laughs> podcast, I'll tell you what. So speaking of tasteful, yes. the 2018 Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Fest Kickstarter campaign is now officially up and running. We released our tasteful Kickstarter video, maybe our most tasteful yet. Some have said. It, not some me, have. Not me it showed the most skin. <laughs> but uh, definitely it is a video. That can be said. That's true. Currently, as of this recording, on November 28th, we have reached 31% of our goal. So we still have a long ways to go to make the 2018 Comedy of Horrors a reality. Once again, uh, we are slated, if funded, to take place at SIF Cinema Uptown in Seattle, Washington. On if funded? If funded. If fu- shut your whore mouth. <laughs> April 14th, 2018. That is a Saturday. Once again, it'll be a full-day event. We will have uh, probably start around 2 p.m., go to midnight. We will have shorts from around the world. We will have a feature or two, and we will have a live set of music from Seattle's Devilwood. So a lot of great stuff to serve up, but we have to sell enough advanced tickets to make this happen. So please go to the Kickstarter. You can find a link either through the event Facebook page or the Bone Bat homepage. We've got, we'll have a link there as well. And our order your tickets. Right now, you can get the cheapest tickets you, that we will ever sell them at. They're 30 bucks. Uh, it will go up to 35 uh, in, on February 1st, and it'll be 40 right before the show. So this, this is This definitely... is the opposite of Ren Fair Pie. Exactly. It starts so, out cheap. Yeah, exactly. So you want to get your tickets now. What does that do? That helps us make this fest happen. We turn around and we use that money to rent the theater, to cover the band, to pay any screening fees for films, etc., etc. So we make everything happen. Uh, merch, t-shirts, things of that nature. Once again, Mike Hawkins, who did our art last year, is coming up with a whole new design for 2018. We're really excited to be working with him again. Yeah, it'd and, be pretty uh, shitty if he uses it like old design. I know, right? And Damn. So you can get posters, you can get t-shirts, and of course... The item that is most coveted, the enormous package. Mm. Gordon, explain to our listeners why the enormous package is so coveted. Well, it's coveted because it's a rarity. You can't just walk up day of the fest and decide you want to get your hands on our enormous package. You cannot. No. We'll say no. No. Can't be done. We'll say, see these enormous packages? Not for you. Not for you. And then we'll proceed to distribute them to other more forward-thinking individuals because the Kickstarter is the only way you can grab an enormous package. It's the only way. Yeah. What's in an enormous package, Steve? Well, you get a T-shirt for 2018. You get a poster. Plus, you get a bunch of other awesome swag. We include things like graphic novels, videos, music from our band, lots of different items having to do with the fest from our generous sponsors. Go in Manny's pie. It is always well worth the $60 that you pay for it. And additionally, your ticket to the event is included in that cost as well. So a lot of great stuff for a very low price. Chocolate, we often have a chocolatey treat in there. Your program, comics, all kinds of cool stuff can be found in the enormous package. 
It's the best deal in film festivals. I got it. It's say. the best deal actually on planet Earth. It might be. Mm-hmm. No, I'll check. So the Kickstarter will end on December 18th, which I believe is a Monday. So uh, please. Is it a manic Monday? Speak to your friends and tell them about this event. If you've attended before, help us spread the word. If you haven't attended, this is the year to try it out. It's going to be great. And we're really looking forward to presenting an awesome cinematic experience. But once again, we have to reach our goal to make this happen. So there you go. Yeah. This stuff isn't free, man. It's not. I wish so, it was. Dude, uh, yeah. Before we jump into another Devilwood song, why don't you tell me what pisses you off, man? Steve, let me tell you. This is what pisses me off. Television repair, because now my house stinks and I'm probably going to be murdered. Now, why That's does your why. house stink? Because I got a new Sony television. And it promptly broke. So it's under warranty. And I got this little email from Sony saying, hey, just letting you know, we're not just going to fix your TV. We've upgraded you to our super duper silver coated level of service. So if you have any problems, please call this number. So, hey, you know what? I, part has to be ordered, whatever. A few days pass. I get a call. Sending someone over to fix your TV. Super. Guy shows up right when he's supposed to show up. Super. But when it comes to giving a fuck, this guy was fresh out. He absolutely <laughs> didn't care. He couldn't figure out how to get the back off the TV. He was messing with it forever. Calling people on his phone, checking his Facebook. He was here forever. And he had the TV backwards as one is wont to do if they're trying to get to the back of the TV. I helped him turn the TV around, very gently lifting it by the edges because I really freaking hate it if there's a thumb smudge on the screen. So after what seemed like a lifetime, he tells me he's done with the TV. He's turned it around itself, and there are freaking hand prints, greasy smudges from his hands, fingers, other body parts probably all over the screen. And compounding this problem is the fact that he is wearing, like, military industrial grade cologne. <laughs> and because his stay in my house has lasted hours and hours and hours, now my whole house is just permeated with this. You can almost see it. It's like San Bernardino all over again, except it happened before San Bernardino. But that's not what's pertinent. So I'm, like, just... <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah, you're you're out of here. And I, I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, I got this email from Sony telling me how badass their service is. And so I call the little number. Here's a hint, Sony. If you put a little fucking number to call for service, let's make sure that number goes to service, first of all. Because it doesn't. It was like the generic, welcome to Sony. Had nothing to do with the frickin' in repair. But the little company that sent the dude out, that's like not a Sony, it's a subcontractor, they sent me a little survey in the email. Hey, how'd it go? And so I gave it two out of five stars because I got greasy body prints all over my TV and my house smells like a 99-cent store cologne factory or something. <laughs> Just freaking awful. It's wintertime, in case you haven't noticed. 
had all the windows and doors open, had the whole house fan on, <laughs> trying to clear out this wretched stench in the house. And I had that for like an hour. So I gave it two out of five stars. <laughs> so it was like you grilled a steak, but without the actual joys of getting to eat a steak. You just had to air out the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that steak was made out of, oh, I don't know, whatever's left at the bottom of a brute bottle from 1983. <laughs> Not five minutes after I give them the two-star rating. This is why I'm going to be murdered now. We know now why my house stinks. Why is Gordon getting murdered? Because this guy who totally doesn't give a fuck, after I submitted that two-star rating, he got a call from his boss going, Hey, this guy Gordon... He just gave you two stars. What did you do wrong over there? Oh, shit. No kidding, right? You got fingered. I got, totally got fingered. My TV got fingered. I got fingered. <laughs> Goddamn mess. So I haven't been murdered yet, but maybe by the end of this Odds podcast. Good. What's going to be yeah. hilarious is when you bump into the guy at the Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> He's like sitting oh. there and you, you look in his cart and he's got like cheap cologne and fried chicken. <laughs> and, and bullets. He, you're, you're trying not to make eye contact. It's going to be like this, this curb your enthusiasm moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll just like push the cart aside and knock over crap trying to get to me from across the aisle. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Sony. Awesome. Well, here's some advice for you. The next time you go to complain somebody, wait until like the end of the week. I, I know your blood is hot, but wait till the end of the week when he doesn't know. Well, you know, I serviced like 12 people this week. It could have been anybody. Could have been anyone. That is the moral. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never act in anger, Gord. It's not good. Revenge is dish best served cold, as is post-customer satisfaction service. Cold, I tell you. Speaking of cold, you know what pisses me off? What pisses you off? So it it is, of course, November. So it's a little cold here in Seattle. And, you know, I've got rain gutters that go around the side of my house, the the entire periphery of the house. And so I have to walk under them to take the trash out. And so I'm taking the garbage out. And we have these gutters that are angled just so. So it seems... It's almost insidious how I'll walk around the corner carrying two bags of, of trash, one for the recycling, one for the trash. I go around the corner of the house, and an ice-cold drip of water drops straight down the back of my neck down my shirt every fucking time. I don't know how it does this, but it's it's done it literally dozens of times, and it really pisses me off. It is freezing. It is uncomfortable. I know it's coming, and yet somehow I forget or I can't avoid it. I go the same path, and it happens again. And, oh, it bugs the shit out of me. That, my friend, pisses me off. That's really cold. Right down I my find back. It, right down my neck. <laughs> I find it staggering that as a person who lives in Seattle, you have not mastered rain gutters. Staggering. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't know what to do with that, man. It's, I don't either. It's difficult. It's a challenge. Dude, wow. I'm shivering just thinking about it. Let's listen to a song. <laughs> Okay. All right. This is from Devilwood from their 2013 album Osmanthus Americanus. This is Cursed Hill.
Once again, that was Devil Wood from the album Osmanthus Americanus and the tune Cursed Hill. Once again, thank you so much to Devil Wood for agreeing to join us in this year's film festival. Really looking forward to it. So, dude, you got any weird stuff this week? I do. This is sort of a road trippy episode, so uh, I'm going to take my, my weird stuff from a road trippy type story I saw on the news from the People's Republic of Utah. <laughs> I had no idea that was a People's Republic. The more you it is. know. <laughs> a lot of people think it's a theocracy. A lot of people think it's a theocracy. Nope, People's Republic. Yeah, uh, apparently a truck full of cattle, <laughs> full of cattle, you know, how they are, the cattle in the cattle truck. Are those like it was re- driving, really big skittles? They're like, they're like magnum skittles. They're cattles. Which is odd Maybe because start... scattles are rabbit poop. <laughs> Ever get a bag of scattles? Do not taste that rainbow. Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all of these brown? <laughs> oh, God. What am I trying to say? Drivers experience the shock Focus. of their lives in Utah. Focus, God damn you. <laughs> trying. Too many scattles. Cows fell from the sky and landed in the cars below when a scattle truck took the corner too fast and tipped. Some 25 scattle fell from the truck from the freeway above to the traffic below. So how far was the the freeway above? Uh, It was far enough that most of the scattles died, but some of them lived. Oh my God, that's horrific. Wouldn't it be just freaking awful? Just ground beef. It wasn't ground at the time it fell. No, but it was landing on the ground. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it caused a traffic jam that was some five miles back. There were injuries, no fa- no human fatalities, but one woman got like her shoulder and her elbow injured as the scattle hit the side of the car where her elbow and shoulder were. It uh, it sounded like an absolute nightmare, and I so it was going it. over like a like a bridge or an overpass or something. Yeah, you know how they get those clover leafy things. You got one road high with a big old turn and you're driving under it well this time you're driving under it and you've got bovines from heaven which is not a steve martin movie wow yeah crushing cars a few of them survived and ran off into the field and started grazing but uh most of them were just a horrific bloody mess of just metal and and beef yeah so that's my that's my weird shit for this week wow so how, how oh. long ago was this? Was this recently? Is this is this? Yeah, real? this just happened. Did you like research this? this? <laughs> yes, this was legit. I read it on the internet, uh, and it happened in Utah. So strange things happen in Utah. Have you just driven across the desert? I could see that happening. You're just driving along, and all of a sudden, cow! Wow. One driver, Kerry Kofid, told told local news KSL of the moment the cow showered down, smacking into her car and injuring her wrist and shoulder. A cow fell out of the sky and hit my car. He fell and hit me right here, smacked my windshield and bounced off. I did what anybody would do. I slammed on my brakes. Her car crashed into the median wall of the bridge, driving over the fallen cattle before coming to a stop. She said, I saw them in my mirrors as my airbags deployed, all slammed down behind and around. I'm guessing he was one of the last ones that fell, and I think he landed on top of the others and he started wandering. (laughs) 
See, you've seen the story too. The truck's driver was unharmed in the crash, but charged over his speeding by officers at the scene. Wow. Yeah, the only thing I find a little bit unbelievable about her tale is she was saying that she was driving over the cattle that had already fallen. I don't think you drive over a cattle. No, it's, especially it's, not driving a Nissan Sentra. No, it, you come to a complete stop. Even a smallish scattle is going to stop your Nissan Sentra. I made up the Nissan Sentra thing. That's not even in here. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, it could have been a Tucson Sentra. I'm not sure. <laughs> could have been a threesome Sentra. That's a crazy story, Gord. And it's all true. I guess that's why they call this Gord's weird shit. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's listen to it, dude. This is called FUJM. I don't know what that stands for. I was going to ask that. Well, he's speeding down the road 
Alright, we are back. Once again, that was F-U-J-M from Devilwood, this year's musical guest for the 2018 Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. And joining me now on the show, it is a rare treat to host Hillary from that very band. How you doing, Hillary? I'm doing excellent. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks so much for being on the show and for being able to join us for this year's festival. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, we are too. We're super pumped. So tell us a little bit about Devilwood. How did you guys get started? Well, um, we all lived together in the small town of Ellensburg, Washington, just on the other side of the mountains. And um, there's not a lot to do in Ellensburg except for drink and play music. So <laughs> we, we found other people who were doing the same thing, and we just started this band. And we've been playing together for almost eight years now. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, drinking and uh, playing music are two things we love. So I'm glad we'll be able to bring that to the film festival. <laughs> Yeah, we're happy to share that anytime. <laughs> nice. So tell us a little bit about how your first album came together, uh, Osmanthus Americanus. That is the music I've been digging on lately, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, you know, we we spent a lot of time just playing and hanging out and not worrying too much about when an album would come out. You know, we were all in school when we first started and never put too much thought about having a real album until we realized we had a ton of music <laughs> and um, we ended up recording it in what used to be my bedroom at my parents house with the help of a very good friend Kyle Bain he did the recording and producing for us and all the little weird snippets and background noise um, is just recorded in bedrooms and back alleys basically <laughs> I love <Yeah>. it <laughs> That's great. Well, one of the things that I, I found really exciting about the band and w what made it a good fit is that every song seems to tell its own spookier, twisted tale, and that really appealed to me. Yeah, you know, I think that comes from the songwriters. The main songwriters are me and Bill, our guitar player, and I think that just comes from us being kind of messed up people <laughs> <laughs> and really messed up nerds. So, like I said before, uh, Lovecraft is going to come up sometime if you get a bunch of spooky nerds together in a room. Yes. And so, you just, we both like to write story songs. Fantastic. So, yeah. speaking of which, uh, now I've only heard the uh, first album, but it's been out a little while. Are you going to have some new stuff to spring on our audience come April? We absolutely will. Uh, we are in the works of a second album right now. Actually, we're mostly recorded. Okay. So we're going to meet back up with Kyle um, and do some kind of finishing touches, do some producing. And hopefully by April, we'll have we'll definitely have new music. And hopefully we'll be really close to releasing that album by then, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that would yeah. work out, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our audience would love to buy it. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> We'd love to sell it. All right, Hillary. Well, uh, one question we always ask all of our guests here on the Bone Bass Show. What pisses you off? Oh, man. Um, so many things. <laughs> I would say ignorance pisses me off. I don't like that. I don't think anybody in the band likes that. I think all of us are about furthering our worldview and accepting people, whoever they are, wherever they come from. Fantastic. Yeah, all about that expansion. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to expand your audience in April, as you will soon see uh, <laughs> one of the best groups of drunken Northwest fans will be uh, there to hear your music. So it's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. That is just ideal. <laughs> Those are our people. All right. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about this next tune? 
Yes, this next song, Hit and Run. Um, I wrote this in a fit of anger, actually, speaking of being pissed off. And um, it was about a friend who had betrayed my trust, and I was tired of it. So that's where this song came from. All right, check it out, folks. Yeah. Uh, hit and Run. This is Hillary from Devilwood, and you're listening to The Bone Bat Show. All right, once again, that was Hit and Run by Devilwood. Hope you dig it. You can find their stuff at devilwood.bandcamp.com or at the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival 2018. Be there. woo So, uh, multimedia triage. What have you been digging into this week, Gord? 
Oh, Steve. I watched a uh, Netflix original streaming movie called Shot Caller. Have you seen that? I have not seen that, but can, can we just stop, right? I gotta call... Nobody says fucking Shot Caller. They, that, I first heard that. That came up on, like, Sons of Anarchy. And that, that's like... I, I don't know. It's just this saying that nobody fucking says. They say, oh, he's the boss, or that's the head guy, or whatever. Or he calls the shots. And but you know why they don't say shot, shot caller? Then nobody fucking says that. That's it, true, it, it because sounds, it sounds it sounds like shock caller. It does sound right. like that. But nobody says nobody. shot caller. And it's like somebody invented this somewhere that, okay, we're going to say that now. And now we have to say it. Well, no, I'm not fucking saying that. Fuck you. That's a dumb thing. Shot caller. I don't buy it. Movie could be great, but I hate that name and I hate that term. It should not be used anywhere. They yeah, don't even say it in the movie. Okay, that, that, that's that's a legit complaint. They should have called it something else. They should have. I'm gonna tell Netflix that next time Boss I see him. Or yeah, or, or whatever. The guy what who's calling the shots? <laughs> the guy what who's? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy what who's calling the shots? The guy what who's calling the shots? Caller of the shots. Those shots, them are called by this guy. That's what they should have called it. The only person who's ever calling a shot is like a guy who's playing pool. That's exactly what I was That's thinking when I first saw guy. the title. That's the yeah. only time you ever call your actually shots. call a shot. Eight ball, corner pocket. That's a calling a shot. Anybody else, I don't buy it. Yeah. So aside from the asinine uh, name of the film, it was a pretty cool film starring... Uh, starring who, Gord? Who's it starring? Uh, you know that actor who plays the one-handed sister fucker in Game of Thrones? I do know him. What is his name again? I can't uh, remember. Nikolaj Costner Wallaby? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Nikolaj Costner uh, Walter Matthau. I knew you were going to fuck his name up. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. <laughs> okay. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is in the Foss movie. Castler. Okay. Wall of Dew. Sorry. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, how's the film? <laughs> well, aside from having uh, a lead actor with an unpronounceable name and a stupid title. <laughs> <laughs> really, he should just change his name to One-Handed Sister Fucker. I don't see. That would just make my life a lot easier. It was good. It was a good movie. You should check it out. <laughs> I can't work in these conditions. Despite all these things going against it, I give it two thumbs up. <laughs> well, one thumb, because he's missing an arm in Game of Thrones. Right. One one regular fleshy thumb and one golden thumb. It smells a lot like Cersei Lannister. Oh, jeez. Oh, Yeah. You know what? Fuck you. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> this movie's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve this movie. Moving on. Christ. Hey, you want to hear about a boring Netflix movie? There's a uh, film sure. out for, based on a Stephen King novella called 1922. Oh, is it bad? I almost watched it. You know what? If you think that Grapes of Wrath is a feel-good movie of the summer, you should absolutely watch this film. Otherwise, unless you have something better to do with your time than watch two hours of heaping misery, then I would suggest don't watch it. I don't know. Oh, I liked misery. Your mileage may vary. I was both bored and tired by the time I finished that film. <laughs> I was actually weary, and I wanted to stop watching. 
but it's but Stephen King. Too very uh, maybe stop. something's gonna change. I did see one of the best face special effects I've seen in a long time. It was super fucking creepy. So that's the best thing about the whole movie. But you know, one effect shot out of the whole film. I don't know. Really well done. Well executed. Uh, but man, fucking bleak all day. Good lord. Ah well. You know, I've been watching a much more upbeat uh, series, The Punisher. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not all the way through the series yet, but I'm I'm digging it. I, I like I like the treatment of in. the character. Oh, you're ten in. I think I'm eight in. Yeah, what I think you they say did it to the critics, like uh, my friend Max, who would say that uh, the Punisher in this series is completely unlikable. Yeah, I imagine the Punisher in real life is pretty unlikable. He's kind of a lone wolf asshole. That's He's kind of an interminable human being. Yeah. You would not want to hang out with him. No. If you it's not his, called the partier. If you were his buddy microchip, you might piss in his scrambled eggs. I'm just saying. <laughs> you might. Yeah, you, they're, they're rarely shown in the comic books like... <laughs> Hanging out at Buffalo Wild Wings together. <laughs> no, because they both have, like, price on their head. So they're not going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. They're going to order in. But not together. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. So what? Watch The Punisher. I don't care if you don't like him. You know what's a better Netflix series all around? What? Mindhunter. Mindhunter really? is so freaking good. It's fantastic. It's that based is... You know, it's based I didn't on the want books. to watch it because I thought it was going to be super bleak and wearying and I would just barely it's, be able to carry myself great. away. I mean, it, it has that about it, but so the, the, this series is based on the books of John Douglas, who actually invented a lot of the techniques for uh, profiling for the FBI that was used on catching a lot of serial killers. And I read the books back in the day, and the first two particularly are pretty great. I think the first one's Mindhunter and the second one's called Journey into Darkness. And really cool stories because he was like one of the first guys who got the idea to go interview these serial killers and try to figure out what makes them tick so they could identify other people. And that some of it is dramatized in the series, but a lot of it is almost verbatim from stories he tells in the books. And I found it just, I was pissed when it was over. I wanted to watch more episodes of it. So I'm really looking forward to the next season. Really good stuff, and it's not as gruesome or bleak as you would think it is, because a lot of it is him interviewing like these psychopaths, as opposed to actually, you know, watching co crimes like that being committed. So there, there's sort of a distance to it from an academic standpoint, but it's still pretty great. And the the uh, guy who plays his partner is fantastic. So, a really, really good series. I loved it. It was probably the best uh, Netflix series I've seen in a while. Well, at least since uh, Stranger Things 2. Also very good. If you saw the first one, you got to see the second one. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll check it out then. I I was leery of that series. It, no, just, it's, it it's, just looked like too much misery for me. It's not. It's really good. You'll enjoy it. Especially if you like sort of procedural stuff. Okay. Hey, speaking of uh, a miserable situation, I'm reading a really cool book set during the Siege of Leningrad called uh, City of Thieves by David Benioff. David Benioff? Now, he's a scriptwriter, right? That he is. I believe that he's Game been heavily Thrones? involved in Game of Thrones. Yeah, okay. Home of the one-handed sister fucker. <laughs> and we come full circle. Oh, yes, we do. 
Yeah, the the setup is the siege is on. The Germans are at the gates. The the city's getting bombarded, and the seventeen year old kid who got sort of left behind while his his family fled north, and a uh, deserter from the Russian army get picked up by the local colonel who's in charge of things, and they're sent on a mission. This colonel's got a daughter who's going to be married in a week, and the daughter is insisting on a wedding cake for her wedding. And it's the Siege of Leningrad. There are no freaking eggs. How do you make a cake without eggs? So he tells them, essentially, get me a dozen eggs by the end of the week or off with your heads. And off they go. It's a very cool book set in a, a really uh, interesting, horrible time in an interesting, horrible place. Um, neat character interaction. It's a fast read, cool dialogue, and it really made me think as I'm reading it, like, wow, I really don't know a lot about this. I would like to learn more about this as I'm reading this total piece of fiction. So I, I would say check out that book. It's not a new book either. I picked mine up used for like three bucks. Oh, okay. And... I think we're both watching uh, Mr. Robot, right? Yeah, I just got caught up a couple of days ago. Really good. Uh, yeah, I think three, I'm one episode back. Se- season three is so much better than season two was. It finally, yeah. it finally feels like it has some momentum again. Elliot sort of figured things out a little bit and has his head kind of together, but kind of not. And there is an amazing internal battle between uh, two parts of his self in this series. And uh, I was really pleasantly surprised at how good things have been. Uh, or episode five or six was really amazing. So you, you've got to check it out, uh, Mr. Robot. Very good stuff. They're doing fun things like one episode is nothing but one long unbroken shot. That's the one I was talking about. Just amazing. Yeah. And then the episode right after that is just absolutely twitchy and glitchy where he's he's constantly zapping in and out of, of his different personalities, losing time. And his personalities fighting him and slamming him into the walls yeah, the, as he's trying to walk down a hallway. It was great. That was so oh, good. Oh, very Fight Club, yeah. And wheels within wheels, conspiracies. Oh, my God, you've got – it's so hard to keep track of everything. Jesus Christ. But very cool. I really hope it doesn't end with another cheap novelty bullshit ending like like it has been wont to do. Yeah, no, this this season's been really good. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah, that's about it for me. Anything else you're digging on? Oh, I guess a couple of just uh, quick bullet point movie reviews. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, awesome. Go see it. Oh, Super yeah, fun. awesome. Go t- Even if you don't like Thor, I don't care about Thor. I have not liked the previous <laughs> Thor movies. I love this movie. It I was really wonderful. Thor a lot, and I liked this movie a lot too. I thought it was a blast, super fun, and really light. I mean, in a way that uh, Ant Man sort of was. It was like a story that's kind of outside the regular Marvel stuff that is willing to have fun with the characters and and show you a good time. And I really appreciated that, and uh, really enjoyed it. And plus, the color palette in this film is just off the hook. It is such eye candy. So you definitely want to check it out for that alone. Super fun. Yeah. Also saw Justice League, which was decent. It had its moments. Uh, it's kind of bleak to start out, but it has a lot more fun with DC characters than 
any DC movie in recent memory that I've seen. Uh, I just thought it, it had good moments. Flash is fun. Aquaman is great. Uh, Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones uh, does a great job with him. And once Superman shows up, it really sparks things off. Things that suck about it, they essentially have the exact same villains as the first Avengers movie. They look just like the Chitari. Oh, really? Weird aliens with metal things on their face? Yeah, great. <laughs> you, you, you just like, you know, get the costumes out of central casting? I don't know. It sucked. But you could have done better than that, I think. Wouldn't it be central costuming? I mean, central casting was for Whatever. cast. It is, yeah, that's where you get the aliens from. They're just oh, sitting around, right, oh, drinking coffee, okay. waiting for the next fucking DC or Marvel movie to show up. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Went and saw it with my son. Had a good time. It was a good way to kill two hours. It's not going to change the world, but uh, it was some fun. And uh, saw a movie called Lady Bird, which is uh, something completely different. Not action, no punching. Uh, is basically a sort of biographical movie about uh, a girl during her senior year and uh, how she copes with life. Reminded me in a lot of an awful lot of uh, if Linklater's Boyhood, if it had a female protagonist and was edited by Edgar Wright, it had a very punchy sort of an editing style and a lot of feels to it. I think it's probably spoke a lot more to my wife even than it did to me. And uh, I think that's a good thing, that it, it had a different voice and was a very entertaining film. So check that out. Now, I've never been a teenage girl. Will I like this movie? Uh, I liked it. Again, though, okay. you know, I found Boyhood kind of spoke to me more. But that's great. I mean, there should be films out there that speak to anyone. And that this this probably is a film that a lot of people would think is instantly their favorite film. And it's already, like, I think the greatest reviewed film ever in the history of Rotten Tomatoes since it came out. So that's uh, pretty high praise. I'd say, wow. And it takes place in Sacramento. You should see it for that alone, just the the touchstones and the local uh, places that they shot and things of that nature. I think you'd enjoy Yeah, it. it's getting a lot of press here or buzz here, like, because Sacramento has a, a constant inferiority complex. Mm -hmm. And so anything that is Sacramento gets gushed upon. <laughs> oh, great. So, good for Sack. Maybe, maybe it's good. <laughs> good for Sack. Yeah, that's, that's Sacramento. I'd hate to hear you talking like that. <laughs> we're, we're a real city, too, man. All righty. We got a bridge. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for me. So why don't we wrap things up, G? All right. Let's do it. You can find my stuff, such as it is, cartoon pretty much once a week at Mighty Wombat. Dot com. Look for me on Twitter. I'm mighty underscore wombat, and I will not look for you back because I fucking hate Twitter and don't go there anymore. <laughs> the rest of our usual bullshit. The show phone number is 425-296-6557, or you can reach the show via email to steve at bonehand.com. Bonehand.com is also the home of the Heavy Half Hour, which has a new episode. Finally. Oh! What? So, yeah, there's some metal for you, and uh, if you want to check that out, there may even be a little bit more in the near future. Again, thank you very much for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. And, speaking, and tell that friend to go to our Kickstarter. That's right. Speaking of spreading the word, once again, on April 14th, 2018, we are hoping to host for you the 8th Comedy of Horrors Film Festival featuring shorts, features, and the music of Devilwood. So please... Go to Kickstarter and order your tickets and or swag now. Got one last tune I'd like to play for you this evening from Devilwood. 
This is called Demons of My Own. I hope you enjoy it. Once again, I am Steve. This is Gordon. Have a good one. I do have a good one. That thought was pertinent.